0: The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Doctor? 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 You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000.
1: And hello again, everyone, and welcome into another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. My name is Steve Cashel. I'm radio host of the Chicago Bulls. In a few minutes, I'll be joined by my co-host, Dr. Brian Cole, head team physician for the Chicago Bulls and co-team physician of the Chicago White Sox. Sports medicine specialist, orthopedic surgeon for Midwest Orthopedics at Rush and Rush University Medical Center. As always, we're going to talk about a number of sports injury-related topics. We also have our website. Please visit SportsMedicineWeekly.com. We're back to get it going right after this on ESPN 1000.
2: That's one way to end up on injured reserve. so is falling off a ladder, lifting something heavy, ow, that's not good, or having an accident at work. Uh oh. Athletico helps all kinds of people come back from injured reserve. Schedule a free injury screening at athletico.com and find out how physical therapy can decrease pain and discomfort, increase strength and mobility, and help you get back to doing the things you love to do. Athletico Physical Therapy, better for every body. You're
0: listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000.
1: Our producer board operator is Felix Reyes, with help from Eric Ostrowski, our coordinating producer is Teresa Ann Seeger. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole, this is Sports Medicine Weekly, Chicago's premier sports medicine program, coming your way each and every Saturday between 8.30 a.m. and 9, only on ESPN 1000. Dr. Cole, what a week we had in Chicago, I mean, the Bears, the Cubs, and it all Kind of started of course with the uh, wonderful uh bank of america chicago marathon and um you can't do it without big sponsors and places like athletico you agree
3: yeah
4: i agree i always i find it fascinating how um some of these firms especially Athletico, because they you see them everywhere virtually every sports organization that i'm involved with uh including the Sox and the bulls and various colleges and so forth they're just kind of everywhere and it's amazing how uh they sort of are able to provide care to all of these different athletes and just keep it all together and i don't know their history and one of the reasons i wanted to have them on the show this morning is to sort of get a sense of what their history has been with the chicago marathon because i know it's going on for some time
1: and it's a big endeavor let's bring on travis orth he is uh, out of the wheaton location for athletico a uh, physical therapist and orthopedic certified specialist uh, travis thanks for joining us here this morning on sports medicine weekly
4: Travis, I was looking. At
1: your, I was looking at your bio. Sorry,
4: and I understand you did a. Did you do a fellowship with Kevin Wilk?
5: I
6: did. Um, that was a little while ago. They started a, a sports travel fellowship where you had the opportunity to go and hang out with some of the top uh, sports physical therapists within the within the nation. And during my fellowship, I got to hang out with. I uh, wasn't able to. I uh, spent time with Kevin Wilk, but I was able to hang out with a couple other top sports PTs down in Houston. A guy named Russ Payne, I know and Russ another well. physical therapist, yeah, Russ is um, great. in Arizona.
4: Terrific.
1: And uh, Travis, um, tell us a little bit about the history of the Athletico uh, Bank of Chicago Marathon Partnership.
6: So it's uh, it's it's been around for a long time actually we've re- really pride ourselves on um being part of such this you know it's a world-renowned event uh, the bank of america chicago marathon and um we've had some level of sponsorship and involvement since 2003 so it's been uh quite a few years that um we've been involved with the marathon and uh you know the, specifically within this year you know we help with uh, various aspects of the the marathon from the expo and providing a booth there and doing some of the seminars at the expo Um, to during the race. uh, We have uh, numerous physical therapists and athletic trainers helping out with the med team um, with the aid stations. And then one of the big things that we do at the marathon is helping stretch some of the runners at the 27th mile uh, post-race party. So a lot of the runners come in pretty sore um, some of them just completed the first marathon, and it's a one, one way that you know we can be involved with some of these runners and then help them with the recovery and just talk to them about the race and give them a little education on ways that they can stay healthy and continue to run.
4: So do you guys place uh, athletic trainers, physical therapists, sort of what, what's the whole uh, uh,
6: endeavor like? So within Athletico, we have an endurance program. So uh, what's involved with that is a lot of the physical therapists and athletic trainers that have a special interest in treating runners or triathletes, endurance athletes. Um, we have a whole group of therapists that are involved with this, and we do special lectures and continuing education just to make sure that um, we know all the latest literature and latest treatment techniques for treating runners and keeping them healthy. And then within that endurance program, then there's opportunities to be involved with um, endurance events, um, such as the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. And the email goes out to the, the companies um, you know, asking for therapists that are interested and have time that we can to become involved in. Um, then you're designated different areas where you're able to help the runners, whether that's at a uh, medical tents and you're there with the medical team and some of the sports med doctors that are also there to take care of some of the more serious injuries. And you're, you're helping within that tent to triage runners to where they need to be to also, again, the, the post-race party where we're stretching the runners and, um, again, helping them with the recovery.
4: What are some of the things you guys do before just to, to prepare them in a warm-up or movement screen type thing?
6: Yeah, so one of the things that we like to look at this uh, marathon, you know, it's a it's a big um, endeavor for all the runners that sign up to do this. So um, they go through several weeks of training leading up to the marathon, and then there's the recovery afterward. So we're involved with that entire continuum of the you know process. Uh, so, you know, specifically with the training, we do things like if someone gets a uh, you know, tweaks an ankle or they're having some knee pain. We do free injury screens uh, at any one of the um, athleticos within the Chicagoland area. And so, if a runner's having an issue, come in, take a look at it, and tell them, Hey, your, your hips are looking a little weak or your IT band's tight. Um, here's what to do about it and try to keep them healthy. And then uh, we also do things like video gait analysis where we can actually analyze someone's running mechanics and tell them uh, something may look a little bit off. and Let's try to correct this early on in the process, so that they can continue training and then have a successful marathon. The other thing we do at the at the expo, well, again, we were involved with that, and uh, there was a, a lecture series where um, we talked about you know optimal ways to um, recover after the race, and just gave a lot of the runners some ideas on how that how they can recover after completing the race, and then during the race, the, the stuff that I just talked about, and then. Post-race, after you're done, we um, we're, again, we have the complimentary injury screen. So if anyone has some nagging injuries or uh, something just doesn't feel quite right, usually some of the, the soreness that you get from running the marathon, within about a week, maybe even two, is as long as I would expect that to last. And if you're starting to get some some pain or some aches that are lasting longer than that, that's probably a good idea to get that checked out to make sure it's not something serious and then address it sooner than later. Oftentimes with some of these um uh, overuse type of injuries. If you address them early on, we can get them to go away faster. Um, get it the proper medical attention it needs, and um, coming for a complimentary injury injury screen. Anyone one of the Athleticos can help with that.
1: Yeah, the website Athletico Travis Orth, uh, physical therapist from Athletico, joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Thanks, Travis. Congratulations on your uh, great partnership, Athletico, and the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. They couldn't do it without you guys. So continued success. We'll talk to you soon.
3: All right. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate oh, good it.
1: Back with more Sports Medicine Weekly after these messages on
3: ESPN Radio. Feeling tired, sluggish, and overweight? If you're looking to lose weight and gain energy, join us in Karen Mulkin's 14-day transformation cleanse. You're going to absolutely love this Whole Foods cleanse. You'll feel great, lose weight, build lean muscle, improve sleep, boost metabolism, and enhance athletic performance. This VIP done-for-you cleanse comes with a 14-day transformation wellness bag containing MCT Lean vegan protein blend, fat-burning MCT Lean MCT oil. Snacks, superfoods, recipes, guidelines, videos, and other surprises. You will absolutely love this program. Sign up at 14daytransformation.com. That's the numbers 14daytransformation.com or visit Karen's website at That's KarenMalkin.com. That's K A R E N M A L K I N.com.
0: Their cutting-edge research, diagnosis methods, and treatments make them the highest-ranked program in the state of Illinois by U.S. News & World Report rankings. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit them at RushOrtho.com or call 877 md Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, when only the best will do. Allosource's products help surgeons get their patients back into the game of life. Prochondrex, the latest solution from Allosource, is an innovative, cost-effective, fresh cartilage allograph designed to restore cartilage and restore movement. To learn more about Prochondrex, visit Prochondrex.org. That's P-R-O-C-H-O-N-D-R-I-X.org. You're listening to
1: Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Our producer, board operator, Felix Reyes, along with Eric Ostrowski, coordinating producer, as always, Teresa Ann Seeker. I'm Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Coe. Welcome back, everyone, to Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. To access prior shows, interviews, and valuable resources on sports injury and fitness, please visit our blog at smwhome.net or sportsmedicineweekly.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at SMWHome, and we have a Facebook page as well. Talk a little Bulls basketball. Dr. Cole, of course, is the head team physician for the Chicago Bulls. I am one of their radio announcers. Huge win this week. I was so excited, uh, Dr. Cole. He beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, even though it was preseason action on ESPN. But guys like Larry Markkinen played well. Justin Holiday. It was just great to see. So, um, you know, we don't know what to expect this season. It's a rebuilding process. But um, I'm excited for wins like that, even though we know LeBron James doesn't play the whole game. But um, I think a little little victories like that go a long way for these guys and Fred Hoiberg he's doing a great job. Uh Bulls guard Chris Dunn, Dr. Cole, you're well aware suffered an open dislocation of his left, left index finger during a preseason game was against the Bucks a couple Fridays ago. Wow. Um I I just I picture gruesome injury. I mean, open dislocation, that means the bone came out of the skin because he needed stitches, they said.
4: Yeah, it was one of those uh injuries that was managed exquisitely well. I was actually in uh in switzerland at the time and really at a, um, i helped run an orthopedic foundation and i was in lucerne and my phone went off so we're seven hours ahead and i don't know it was like four in the morning or five in the morning and uh you when, were sleeping you were just getting back in you're already no, beginning was, to work I, out for I, the morning I, I was still sleeping trying okay. to sleep and uh got a call from uh, Tony Romeo my partner who was covering the game that night but it was it was a combined effort with uh, it's not something we see very often so uh, 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 Jeff Tanaka was is the trainer and uh, reduced trainer yeah and uh, the trainers are really good at acute management of these types of things so uh, finger dislocations are common I mean it's amazing that despite my area of interest and expertise being shoulder elbow knee mostly what we see initially on on the floor is hand and wrist and and foot and ankle, you know, we sort of skip everything in between. Yeah. And uh, finger dislocations are relatively common and and are re- and are pretty straightforward to manage. So Jeff did a great job getting it uh, back into position. And uh, so as he it puts, was reported, the, yeah.
1: puts the bone back in the place. That's correct.
4: I mean, you know, you and I know that we don't like to disclose anything that's out in the media. So, you know, truth be told, it uh, was known as that it was an index finger dislocation and it was open and it needed stitches. So, I, you know, I can talk about it without making any you know, projections per se. But it's an interesting injury because we don't see too many open fracture dislocations. Um, and, and a dislocation is when the joint comes apart. You know, the joint is what, where you get your movement, and it literally just dislocates and extremely painful. But once you put it back in position, it's amazing how quickly the pain goes away. But this one was unique because it was open. So the, the risk is whenever you have an open injury is infection. And that's why we take the – this is the, the, one of the few emergencies that we deal with, our open fractures. I remember when I took care of arena football years ago, I had a player that went into the boards and had an open tibia fracture. And we've seen this on, there was a Louisville, yeah, a basketball, Louisville basketball player in the NCAA player. tournament. It yeah, and it's pretty too. gruesome. We had the exact same thing happen. I oh, uh, yeah. ran into the boards, uh, went out to the tibia is sticking out of the skin, and there's, you, know, you see the fans in the background and a lot of drama, and you have to manage it appropriately in a very sort of sensitive way with a lot of humility because you know, people are not used to seeing such a thing. Obviously, this is just a finger. It's not a big tibia sticking out of the leg, but, and, and no one would have known, frankly, on the court. Uh, so no surgery required then? Uh, generally speaking for these, no. The, one, the great thing about the upper extremity, especially the hand and the fingers, is the blood supply is so amazing that the incidence of infection with these open fracture or dislocations, I should say, uh, is very rare. We see it more commonly with dirty injuries with like, you know, tractors and motor vehicle and motorcycle and things like that, high, level, high energy trauma where there's a dirty uh, field that's when infection rates are very high. And, in fact, sometimes you can't even close these right away. You have to leave them open, wash them out serially. In other words, take them to the operating room. what We say irrigate and debride them. Take them to the operating room, wash them out uh, many times before we can actually manage the wound because there's so much soft tissue trauma, uh, especially when there's a lot of muscle surrounding it. So you often, sometimes you can't even close these. Uh, but the hand and the fingers are far more tolerant. You still have to be you know, respectful of the potential for infection and stiffness and things like that because infection is really... Change the whole landscape in terms of how uh, our injuries do. Um, so that's why we always, you know, there's a an element of uh, uh, hyper responsiveness when, when
1: you have an open dislocation of any joint. So, dislocation, swelling, I mean, what's the treatment? Is it ice right away? Yeah, I mean, you, you bandage you, yeah, it. And you know, you, you, for dislocation,
4: you got to put it back in position. I mean, that's the, the initial thing. First procedure. thing, that's what Jeff Tanaka, yeah, the Bulls trainer, right. did. So, most, it's interesting, you know, many you times. You sewed it when, up. Yeah, many times when there's a dislocation, we put it back in. Uh, on the court or on the field so shoulders elbows knees uh we try to get it back in right away even without an x-ray i was actually visiting a professor at university of pittsburgh last year in august and uh i was with the team physician he gets a phone he gets a phone call he's like we just had a guy who jumped over another player on his back they were screwing around and came down and he dislocated his knee and that's just an insane injury and um so we were Hard to put back in the place, right? We did it on the field, but it took like three of us. Wow. It took the head trainer, who's been there forever, since I even trained in 1996. I was a fellow there. He's still there. Rob Blank is one of the longest college trainers. And uh, me and the other head physician, now head physician for uh, University of Pittsburgh for football, we pulled and got him back in position. But it is not. Not a pretty sight. A finger's a whole lot easier to deal with because there's not a lot of muscle. When you get dislocations, usually the muscle's going to spasm. Yeah. And you got to get to it quickly before the muscle's going to spasm or you can't put it back in a position. Uh, fingers are a little e- a bit easier, so Jeff knew exactly what to do to get it back, you know, immediately. So what's the treatment going
1: forward? Well,
4: you've got to, you know, wash it out carefully, get any potential source of bacteria, and then you put a couple stitches in the incision. You don't want to generally close it too tight because sometimes a little bit of drainage is good. And then the wound usually heals very quickly. The hand is amazing how quickly it heals. In fact, you can make an incision in the hand, not put any stitches in it, and it will close. It'll heal. Uh, It just loves to heal. So, um, yeah, so you put, you know, generally close it loosely. A sterile bandage, put them on antibiotics and uh, immobilize it. Ice uh, can use a little ice and general compression. And then when it's safe, you want to start mobilizing because you don't want them to get stiff. You know, standard finger dislocations can be pretty quick to get back, and sometimes they'll go back in the same game if they can tolerate it. So this is more about managing the soft tissue part. That's what delays the recovery. Do you follow me? Yeah. If it's just a simple dislocation, sometimes they go back right away. Sure. But when you have an incision, a laceration, you know, s- skin involvement, a soft tissue, all that damage, you got to protect that so you don't, you know, re-aggravate it. So that's all got to heal.
1: Yeah, and we're in preseason, but they say Chris will miss the uh, season opener and uh, likely will be a couple weeks. Yeah, but he like, should, right?
4: you know, you know,
1: predictably should
4: do well, and um, he's a he's a good guy, and uh, he's just handling it. Uh, he's in an exemplary way. Fantastic. All right.
1: Excited about the bull season. Looking forward to seeing these uh, young guys play. Dr. Cole, I'll see you at a game real soon. You got it. This is Sports Medicine Weekly. Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole. We continue with more after these messages. On ESPN
3: Radio. I'd been having knee pain for quite some time and did what probably a lot of people do. I just ignored it and hoped it would go away. After a month, I couldn't take the pain anymore. I went to my family orthopedic. He told me that I needed physical therapy. When I received my prescription for therapy, the first thing I did was search PT companies online. I came across ATI physical therapy. It's close to home, has some great reviews and when i called they verified my insurance scheduled me right away no wait everything was so easy and the staff was great they kept my doctor informed of my progress along the way honestly i look forward to going to my appointments ati made me feel like my recovery was their most important priority i'd recommend them to anyone needing physical therapy the experience was something i'll never forget
0: to learn more about what it's like to be a patient at ati physical therapy visit atipt.com and start your journey to get back to your best today atipt.com Midwest Orthopedics at Rush is nationally recognized as a leader in comprehensive orthopedic services. As team physicians for the Chicago Bulls, Chicago White Sox, and Chicago Fire Soccer Club, their physicians understand the importance of quality care for high-performance athletes and weekend warriors. Regardless of the level of the athlete, recreational, high school, college, even professionals, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush strives to provide the highest quality state-of-the-art health care services. To better serve their patients, they provide expert care across five Chicagoland locations with a new location in Munster, Indiana. Their cutting-edge research, diagnosis methods, and treatments make them the highest ranked program in the state of Illinois by U.S. News and World Report rankings. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit them at RushOrtho.com or call 877-MD-BONES. Midwest Orthopedics it's a rush when only the best will do
2: that's one way to end up on injured reserve so is falling off a ladder lifting something heavy ow that's not good or having an accident at work uh-oh athletico helps all kinds of people come back from injured reserve schedule a free injury screening at athletico.com and find out how physical therapy can decrease pain and discomfort increase strength and mobility and help you get back to doing the things you love to do Athletico Physical Therapy, better for everybody.
1: You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Our producer, board operator, is Felix Reyes. Help with Erico Ostrowski. Our coordinated producer is the one and only, Teresa Ann Seeger. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. It's Sports Medicine Weekly, Chicago's premier sports medicine program. Dr. Cole, we had a Chicago Marathon run recently, the annual. Another big success. Over forty thousand runners. Question for you with Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Do you guys get flooded with calls the next day? What do you What do you see in the uh, post race? It's a, it's interesting, Steve. Um, we, you know, we
4: have uh, five or so primary care sports medicine people. We've had a lot of them on the show. You know, Kathy Kathy Weber, Jeremy Aland, Josh Blongren, uh Julie Borini. You know, all the, a lot of the names, and um, their offices typically get flooded because they're. Primary care sports medicine is rare that I'll have sort of an orthopedic surgical emergency after the marathon. It just doesn't happen. But what we do see is a lot of just, as you can imagine, overuse uh, issues, uh, profound muscle soreness, plantar fasciitis or heel spurs, shin splints, and just a lot of anterior knee pain and swelling. And the good news is most of the stuff gets better, but it's it's rarely an emergency situation. But, you know, when you're a patient and you're really active, and especially some of those first-time marathoners who don't know what to expect after it's over, those are the ones that are sort of most alarmed by it that really want to get in quickly when most of the time reassurance is all that's required and just good recovery.
1: Well, let's p- talk about post-marathon recovery. Our guest is Dr. Doug Adams, a physical therapist with dual board certified specialties in sports and orthopedics. And talking a little bit about ATI Physical Therapy, the outstanding uh, therapy place that uh, we talk about so much on this show. And uh, Dr. Adams, thanks so much for joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Uh, First question, what happens to the body after a a 26-mile run when they run the marathon?
5: Yeah, uh, a lot. (laughs) There's a lot that goes on to the body. It it takes a toll on it, and uh, we see that there's a lot of things that can go wrong. I, I think about the body like a car while you're running. Um, you know, some, of, uh, some people run like a Ferrari, others run a little bit like a Ford. Uh, and we're seeing that when they're going, our body has a certain amount of fuel on board. And a lot of this is stored in the muscles. And we see that this, as you keep going on, we have to start uh, going into our reserve tank, which is our fat stores. And as we keep pouring on these miles, we start creating exhaust, And this is equivalent in the body where we really see some things building up. And it takes a toll where we can even see changes in blood volume after it. Um similar to people that have kidney injuries, we see our immunities down. so uh, you know long answer short the, it definitely takes a toll on the body
4: what 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 are your like the main things that you recommend for recovery? You know if there's this is not this is a big space, there's people setting up recovery centers and so forth. But if you mm-hmm. had to say like the top three to five things that you would tell a runner after completing the marathon, what would you say the most important and effective ones are?
5: Yeah, yeah, I get this question a lot. Uh, you know, I think there's uh, The first thing starts even before the race, making sure that you have proper training and you're doing your strength training, um, making sure that you understand your body and have a good nutrition plan and execute a good uh, race plan. A lot of people get caught up in the race and they run a little faster than they should, and this makes recovery a little tough. But then after the race, uh, interestingly, preparing for this, uh, one of the biggest questions I always get is when they can actually drink beer or drink alcohol again, and will this help recovery or not? (laughs) Um, Wishful uh, thinking. Yeah, wishful thinking. So I did some research and actually found an interesting article that, article that said it's not going to help, but it might not hurt in moderation. There you go. And if you keep it to 0.5 grams per kilogram of body weight, um, it actually won't slow down. But much much more than that, uh, which is about a pint of beer, and it can start to have some effects. Well, but getting good of, nutrition right after.
4: Let me ask you a question. I want to have you elaborate yeah. further. But on the alcohol thing, do you think most of the people who are training seriously, they're, they've just complete abstinence, They haven't they haven't been drinking at all?
5: Uh, yeah. Um, you know, some, yeah some runners and the only reason they run is so that they can go and drink beer and, and eat the bad food for them. But, uh, there's a lot of runners that will abstain from it. Uh, training for a marathon is a little bit of a lifestyle. So you're definitely backing off the night before your long runs. And, uh, as, as your training gets closer and closer to race day.
4: Yeah. I mean, it begs the question, do we uh, eat to work out or do we work out to eat? And these people are, yeah. <laughs> are, uh, are doing a little bit of both. Visiting exactly. with Dr.
1: Doug Adams, uh, representing ATI. He's from Wilmington, Delaware, a physical therapist, talking about post marathon recovery. I'm Steve Cash with Dr. Brian Cole. I had a quick question. We always hear about beer tents, you know, after the race. Mm-hmm. Might we get rid of the beer tents? I like what you guys are talking about here about the alcohol consumption. And, you know, but um, everyone's so into the, the healthy diet now. And, right. and what are we drinking and the electrolytes? And, uh, you know, I, I mean, uh, maybe they'll do away pretty soon with these beer tents. Or is it all about the sponsors?
5: Uh, yeah, good luck getting rid of those. I think uh, there's a, there's a lot that goes into getting a marathon, and I agree. You know, a lot of people want a, a healthy lifestyle, um, and they also want a little relaxation. And I think what we're saying is, um, don't consider the beer part of your nutrition plan. You should be looking to get uh, there's some recommendations about getting carbohydrates within the first 30 to 60 minutes, and replacing some of that fuel that we have on board, and then a bigger meal within three to four hours, where you're really kind of putting that fuel back in your tank so that you can recover and let the muscles get back to what they need to be doing function-wise.
4: So uh, let's get back to, you know, after uh, Mm -hmm. this type of workout. Is it it Mm -hmm. stretching? Is it foam rolling? Is it uh, ice bath? Is it, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of all the, is it it heat? Tart Uh, cherry juice. Yeah. Yeah. So what, you know, give me three things to get my arms around for, you know, for recovery after a a serious event like this. What would you tell someone? Yes.
5: Yeah, um, so I definitely think rest is, is probably one of the biggest things there, making sure nothing for three or four days and then probably not running again until 10 to 14 days, but getting uh, some stretching in that night uh, can definitely be helpful. The muscles have done a lot. We want to restore some of what we call length tension relationship where they can reduce some of that. Uh, I had actually, even though I'm in Delaware, a couple of uh, people participating in the Chicago Marathon and they were doing some uh, ice baths today and doing some light activity. some some active recovery i think that's important you know there's tons of things out there like you're saying we do have some evidence for for some of it i found some articles on tart cherry juice helping uh, the compression uh, can actually reduce some muscle soreness and improve some strength recovery but uh, i think finding the right uh, formula for each individual runner and, and what works for them is the most important part um, because there is a lot of things that work and uh, some things better than others
4: um, you know, I know uh, you're curious, what is your role with ATI? Do you run one of the clinics? Are you? Do you have administrative oversight? What do you do with them?
5: So I'm a, a physical therapist, and I participate a lot in our, our education. Um and one of the mentors in the programs. I teach a lot of continuing education courses, and I run a running gait lab. We do 3D gait analysis in uh, Wilmington, Delaware. Um, so we, we work with a lot of runners and, and get to do a lot with them, which is always fun in my opinion.
4: Yeah, that's great. I think uh, I always I tell them they probably they have some of the best programming in the industry, you know, um, in terms of sort of providing oversight, you know, confined programs that people can enter into. So it it clearly goes above and beyond physical therapy like this, the gait analysis, which occasionally we have to use for our patients as well. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time this morning to go
5: over this. Yeah.
1: One more question for Dr. Doug Adams. Uh, When you mentioned don't run for 10 or 14 days, when should someone return to running after a marathon?
5: Yeah, so 10 to 14 days is probably about the earliest that I recommend that they run. Um, And then I recommend really slow activity um, up until about 21 days. That's when we start to see some recovery uh, happening there. But it can take full recovery uh, before we see in the the bloodstream that uh, signs of recovery can take 8 to 12 weeks. So I definitely say if you're going to get started back, uh, do some cross-training up until about that 10 to 14-day mark. Um, but if you're having pain or, you know, we talked about the calls that you're, you're getting at, at Russian, uh, if you're really having pain beyond those first five days with just daily activities, I definitely recommend that you start talking to a medical professional. I know at ATI, uh, we do the free injury screens. And, and if you're having anything, I definitely recommend that you get that checked out. and Don't let it linger too long because it can uh, turn into other types of injuries as well.
1: The website, atipt.com. That's Dr. Doug Adams. Doug, thanks so much for joining us.
5: Thank you guys for having me. Have a great morning.
1: You too. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. Back with more of Sports Medicine Weekly after this on ESPN Radio. Allosource's
0: products help surgeons get their patients back into the game of life.
1: ProCondrax, the
0: latest solution from Allosource, is an innovative, cost-effective, fresh cartilage allograph designed to restore cartilage and restore movement. To learn more about ProCondrax, visit Procondrex.org. That's P-R-O-C-H-O-N-D-R-I-X.org
3: i had been having knee pain for quite some time and did what probably a lot of people do. I just ignored it and hoped it would go away. After a month, I couldn't take the pain anymore. I went to my family orthopedic. He told me that I needed physical therapy. When I received my prescription for therapy, the first thing I did was search PT companies online. I came across ATI Physical Therapy. It's close to home, has some great reviews, and when I called, they verified my insurance and scheduled me right away. No wait, everything was so easy, and the staff was great. They kept my doctor informed of my progress along the way. Honestly, I look forward to going to my appointments. ATI made me feel like my recovery was their most important priority. I'd recommend them to anyone needing physical therapy. The experience was something I'll never forget.
0: To learn more about what it's like to be a patient at ATI Physical Therapy, visit ATIPT.com and start your journey to get back to your best today. ATIPT.com. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000.
1: That's all the time we have for this edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. Many thanks to our coordinating producer, Teresa Ann Seeger, our board operator and producer, Felix Reyes, as well as David Cole for operating our website and doing our business side of Sports Medicine Weekly. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel. Thanks for listening. Talk with you again next Saturday at 8.30 for another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly, only on ESPN Radio. The preceding program was a paid
0: advertisement. The views reflected are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000.